Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. We're breaking our streak of Saturday episodes coming to you live on hump day. <laughs> yeah, we're starting a new trend. I like it, though, because the goal last week was to get back on air Wednesday, right before that Thursday night appearance, and here we are. So you're welcome, world, for sticking to our word and our goal. Yeah, we pulled it off. That was awesome. Uh, we did. I mean, we're, <laughs> you know, we don't talk about this too much because we're, we're modest, humble men. But we are very popular. There's a lot of demand for <laughs> our time out in the regular world between Ruben and I. So the fact that we're able to just literally stop everything that we're normally doing and do this for, for those listening, it's – I mean, it's truly something. So, again, you're, you're welcome. We're, we're doing God's work. You know. <laughs> oh man, absolutely. <laughs> that's that that's definitely should be like a shirt idea for when we have uh our own swag like two tone take hashtag God's work. <laughs> that should be our Twitter ha- Twitter handle. We should get that going. Yeah. Two tone take <laughs> at God's work. I like it. <laughs> How you feeling, man? You gotta be feeling good because the Titans just got another win. Yeah, I'm feeling really good, mostly because of that. Because uh really can't beat a week you know, going into work on a Monday and then just relaxing the rest of the Sunday, knowing that just, there's just this wind. It just adds this extra, you know, sprinkle of energy in the air. So it's just so much fun. You know, you have a little step in your foot, you know, when you walk. And so it's just nice. So, yeah, I'm definitely beaming from the wind and then, you know, the quick turnaround this week with the excitement of just the normal butterflies in my stomach for a game. So it's kind of a lot to take in in like four days. <laughs> it really is though, because like, like to you, to what you said, like there definitely was like a good, you know, pep in the step after the win on Sunday. Felt great, have felt good since. But there was also kind of this immediate like reset of like, okay, now we've got another game very quickly again on Thursday. Um, and certainly, just because of how the year's gone, we're we're not new to this multiple games in a short period of time, you know, reality. Um, but, you know, I thought Vrabel – and actually, I shouldn't say Vrabel because I think it was Tannehill. One of them actually called it well where they just said that, you know, football is really not meant to be played, you know, this often. Like the idea is you play football once a week. So when they have these quick turnaround games, it's it's definitely demanding, not not to make any excuses, but it just adds like that much more to, to everything. Right. A lot of the – a lot of the um... – press likes to try to get it out of the players right before a Thursday game about how awful or how terrible it is to play such a quick back-to-back game like that. Um, normally the sound bite is from, you know, they can, they try to go up as high as they can right on the roster and basically just say, you know, how do you feel about playing on Thursdays and try to get that sound bite of them complaining about it. But uh, nobody seems to like it, but, you know, the good thing is after after the game, you sort of get like a mini bye week out of it. So yeah. there is some silver lining to it. But I know that's hard to understand when you're still probably beat up from Sunday. And, you know, now on Wednesday, probably just barely feeling right, you know. So, well, and it wasn't always this way either. I mean, I know I'm not trying to call either one of us old. We're not old. We're very young, dashing men uh, with a lot of years to go. But, you know. Thursday night football didn't start until 2006. And so I, right. I remember enough to, to remember when you didn't have this many games a week. So uh, it's definitely taxing. Yeah, no, I can't imagine. I mean, you know, I know just working out legs, you know, I would do legs on a Tuesday 
and I, the the soreness would come on on Thursday, and then I wasn't really walking right until Friday. So, uh, and that's just me doing squats and leg presses. I can't imagine getting hit by a three hundred pound lineman, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's a good point though because you know you could probably argue that for us one of our most physical games was on Sunday against the Bears. So to have that quick turnaround, you know, it's not ideal. Um, I. I you know, we'll get into it. I think we'll be okay, but you know, it, it certainly is a lot to manage and, and keep in mind um, going from a Sunday game right into a Thursday game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely is. And I think the team though, I mean, the good thing, you know, as weird as this sounds with all the roster moves we made, we literally had fresh guys playing on Sunday, like yeah. as fresh as they could be because they had never played uh, on this team before kind of moved, moving up from the practice squad so i think to that was that's probably the saving grace of running in the jv team like that and then if uh, whoever's still left on the team if they're beat up after four days that's nothing compared to the guys that have been playing for you know what is it uh eight weeks now so you know uh i think i think i think that'll kind of help us out a little bit if there's any kind of thing to look positive there lee for <laughs> yeah i i would agree and, and probably a great place to start so we we've got you know the the win over the bears um and then certainly um looking at tomorrow night's thursday night football appearance really one of only a few primetime games for tennessee this year we did have the opener monday night football we did have the bills game that kind of ended up becoming a primetime game because of the rescheduling um, and I believe the only other one on deck right now, unless something changes, is later in the year against uh, the Packers, uh, which I think is set for Sunday night football. That's right. That is our last uh, primetime game, unfortunately. Uh, with And this, you know, this one's really not even, I consider a true primetime game because everybody plays on Thursday. So it's not even like it doesn't have the appeal that it used to have when you would actually get a Thursday night game. Yeah, but I, I will say, I mean, you know, I'm I'm certainly biased because one of the teams playing is Tennessee, but you got to think this is one of the better Thursday night games we've had so far. Um, Agreed. Yeah, right, because it's like one of the things that I wish was different is, and we talked about it a little bit last week, is just some of these primetime games just haven't been good. Um, and so, you know, you've got two teams right now who really are are vying for the division lead spot um, and certainly at this point vying for – you know, what's either going to end up being, you know, uh, a, you know, top five seed or so for the playoffs or perhaps a wild card, depending on how all that goes. So it's it's definitely a very important game for both Indianapolis and Tennessee. No, I couldn't agree more. I think the NFL lined this one up kind of perfectly in that sense, because whoever pretty much wins on Thursday will sort of own the AFC division, because if we win, we go two games up on the Colts and pretty much put them in our rearview mirror. If the Colts win, we become tied with them, and then due to them having more division wins, we'll then in the tie be in first place. Uh, so it's definitely a big game for both both teams, and they're both actually playing uh, fairly well. You know, Obviously, the Titans are playing a little bit better, but the Colts are, are right in there with them. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a really good matchup. It's not like Monday night with the, the zero and – in seven jets against the two and five Patriots, you know, <laughs> so a lot better matchup. Yeah. And I don't want to spoil too much because we're, we're not at that game just, just yet, but there right. definitely are some interesting things to look at. Um, once we talk about that Colts game. Um, but I mean, to kick things off, you know, I know we both felt good about Tennessee getting back on the winning track against the bears, which we did. 
what are what are your thoughts on how that game went? Yeah, no, I'll kind of walk through it a little bit. You know, the first quarter, Tennessee struck first with, you know, a 40-yard field goal from Goskowski. I thought that was nice to see the special teams get, you know, a little bit of a win in. I thought overall they played really well for special teams. Um, in the second quarter, you know, A.J. Brown hit a 40-yard – well, Tannehill hit A.J. Brown for a 40-yard pass, which put us up 10-zip, you know. And then in the third quarter, you know, King, you know – Barely still wet behind the ears, probably didn't even know what the signals were. <laughs> Picks up a 63-yard fumble return and puts us up 17-0 in the third quarter. Um, and then, in the, and then that's when Chicago, you know, you could probably argue in garbage time, started to kind of get some, make some win, make make some waves because, you know, they were able to knock out a 22-yard field goal, which which put them up, you know, to three finally and put some points on the board. Janu Smith did uh, lock down a, a two-yard pass from Tannehill in the fourth quarter for uh, the last score for the, the for the Titans, and then uh, the Bears went on to score another uh, touchdown and a, sorry another field goal and then a, a, t- a touchdown. So so you know it, they they were able to to just hang in there. Uh, sorry, I take that back. I said that wrong. They went on to score two more touchdowns uh, with and, and the last one being with one minute left, which was 17-24 at the end, and then and they went for the onsider, but they didn't get it, and so we just you know went to victory formation and pretty much game over. So that's kind of a summation of the game. Somewhere right now, Nick Foles is wondering what victory formation even feels like. <laughs> pretty sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it was an interesting game. I, I think that you know I look at it as a mostly dominant win. Um, I'm, I'm sure that Vrabel is not thrilled about the, the points. You know, the Bears put up late. Um and I also feel like, you know, early on in that game, it definitely felt like our offense could have been sharper. Um, but but look, this was probably the first time all year that it was like, man, the defense really showed up and, and really couldn't have picked, I think, a better game just for the sake of needing it. I mean, you know, we, we had just come off this week where we made some very significant personnel changes. We cut Joseph. We cut Beasley. Clowney was out. I mean, we were coming into this game – you know, just you, I think you even mentioned like looking at the roster, it was like, who is this guy? Who is that guy? Like you didn't even know <laughs> some of these names. Um, but we hold the bears to two of 15 on third down, um, which is absolutely our most dominant performance on defense so far this year. I thought that was just a super big emotional victory for the team. And to see Desmond King get a, a fumble TD return, in his first game as a Titan was just amazing. I mean, you, you couldn't have scripted that any better. Um, Simmons and Brown both had incredible games. They're playing lights out. I know Simmons got named, um, I believe, AFC Defensive Player of the Week. I mean, you just saw a lot of effort, not that has been missing, but that I think we just – it couldn't have been more timely. Um, and, you know, look, we, we did enough on offense um, to, to keep the game out of reach, so it was just good to see. Yeah, no, I, I think it was definitely that pick-me-up game we needed after dropping two in a row. Uh, winning at home in front of the fans was a good a good thing, or always is a good thing. Um, Tannehill, um, you know, in the offense, uh, you know, I'll be honest, didn't look sharp. But uh, for some reason, the defense, the Bears defense gave us a ton of problems. Um, there was quite a few three and outs. Um, Tannehill's QBR uh, hasn't looked quite good in the last couple of games. I know – you know, he took three more sacks, which is not good to see. Um, but he still got got us two touchdowns, kept 
the drives we needed alive, alive, and was able to, you know, get the ball over to, you know, A.J. Brown, who's, you know, such a playmaker who ended up with 101 yards and a touchdown as well. So, uh, yeah, I just think, like, the game for what we needed was perfect. It it wasn't the perfect game, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. and, and we didn't beat the perfect opponent. And, and what I mean by that is the Bears, you know, they were a really good team, but, you know, they had a ton of faults. And, you know, they had that COVID outbreak right before the game, which had to influence a li- the game a little bit, uh, you know. So, you know, but but I think at the end of the day, they really needed that win. And, and to the point you made, the defense really needed to just show that there was still some life in them. And they really did come through with the, the play that we saw, you know, in Jalen Brown. I mean, he practically was the defense. He was all over the field, you know, six tackles, one sack, you know, one quarterback hit. It was crazy. He just was all over the place. Um, can't say enough good things about him. Uh, Borders comes in off the bench and has seven tackles. I mean, you know, we just got a really good boost from the defense. It was just so good to see the team come together like that on an opponent that we should dominate. And I think, you know, in my mind, I think we dominated the Bears, you know. Yeah, I would agree. And I mean, I, you know, it was interesting after the fact because I know Arthur Smith mentioned that he felt like one of the issues was they just didn't quite have enough plays ready, which is a little bit of an odd thing to hear. Um, but I also wonder if some of that is just, you know, a little bit of growing pain still in the sense of trying to account for what's going to happen in a game versus just having everything scripted. Um, you know, I mean, Tannehill's numbers, you know, they're they're not like – Super, super impressive. 10 for 21, 158 yards, two touchdowns. You know, you mentioned the three sacks. So we had some struggles off and on, but, um, but really we, we keep finding these ways to be efficient enough to win. And I think that's what says everything about where our team is at as this year and why we're six and two. I wanted to mention a few player facts that I think are super interesting right now. So for Tannehill, he's one of only seven QBs in NFL history that have 19 or more touchdown passes with just three or fewer interceptions through the first eight games of a season. Um, And he's in very illustrious company with that. So Mahomes, Rogers, Rivers, Tom Brady um, are mentioned in that group. Um, So that's super impressive. AJ Brown, I don't think we can say enough about him for us in his second year. That touchdown he got for the 40-yarder, maybe 42-yarder, he's now got six touchdowns of 40 yards or more, as well as a rushing touchdown of 40 yards in just 22 career games with the Titans. So we're we're crushing it um, on offense uh, seemingly every week. Um, and, and, and so it's been great to see that continue. Again, all the people saying, why keep Tannehill? Why, why keep Henry? You're going to regress. You're going to have issues. It's just not happening. No, I I don't think it's regressing at all. Um, <clears throat> and to actually get back to a point you made with Arthur Smith, uh, you know, the way I kind of interpreted what he was saying was, you know, a little differently. And, and maybe I was off, but you know, the way I kind of took it was that we had so many three and outs that we weren't able to establish like the plays that we kind of wanted to do. Like it, it was, you know, normally he sort of gets in this rhythm where he's sort of like leading the defense into thinking one thing and then just like – does that karate chop to like throw yeah, them completely off. off with the three and outs, you know, he would just get, you know, Tannehill would throw short on the first down. Henry would only pick up a few yards and then incomplete on third. And then we were punting and that happened quite a bit, unfortunately in the game. So I don't think he was able to actually kind of 
do what he wanted. Again, that was my interpretation of what he kind of said in that presser, uh, but I could be wrong. Uh, but at the same time, you know, kind of thinking about it too, we did have, you know, we do have a backup left tackle and we did kind of at one point have a backup uh, left guard. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the offensive line was kind of pieced together, um, you know, so I don't know if that kind of affected, you know, some of the play calling as well. And then you kind of had, you know, newer guys in the running back position with Foreman and McNichols kind of being newer to the team. But, you know, I don't know. I don't really know where he was going with that, but that's just how I took it. But yeah, no, it was definitely, I mean, the team is playing great. Uh, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with AJ. I mean, he's just the most dynamic, explosive receiver we've had in a long time. You know, no offense to Corey Davis. I think he's a great route runner and, you know, runs those kinds of plays really well. But AJ, you know, when the ball gets in his hands, it's very similar to when Henry gets in space. At any moment, he could just break one. Um, and it's kind of exciting to know that we have two players that can either break one in a run that way or catch one and kind of do the same thing. Yeah, and I think this is one of the things that so far I've been kind of amazed that I just don't think opponents are really understanding or respecting or preparing for enough is that we're able to we're able to beat you and score in, in very different ways. Um, I mean, certainly – you know, you could say Henry's like the guy. Um, and I mean, he didn't have the biggest rushing day, which we kind of anticipated with 21 carries, 68 yards. Um, but, you know, when you have someone like AJ who you can throw the ball to and expect, you know, gains of 20 plus yards, if not a score nearly every time to also have a guy like Corey, who's very physical, very, very good at, at getting open, you know, very aggressive routes. You know, I think our tight ends between, uh, Johnny Smith, Fersker, Pruitt, you know, when he's in, I think they're among the best. So we, we were able to get creative in how we move the ball and how we score. And I just, I just don't think anyone's quite really figured out what to anticipate or how to really defend it well enough to, to beat us at least not, not six times this year with that six and two record. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. I think a lot of teams underestimate that, especially because like, you know, as dynamic as AJ is and, and a lot of the fanfare he's been getting lately, he's still not like that name, like Antonio Brown or, you know, Evans, for example, that has, has been in the league for a while. And, and, you know, you have all these highlight reels of, you know, he, he doesn't quite have that yet, you know, which, and so I think some teams come in thinking, you know, okay, this guy has a few plays, but is he really that good? And then of course they get on the field and they go, Oh yeah, he's really that good. Uh, you know, and, and then at the same time, you know, you can't take away everybody. So if you double up on AJ, then you have, you know, Corey Davis free. And if you try to take away John New Smith, you know, first girl will beat you. So it's, it's been really a challenge for defenses, but you know, a lot of credit to the bears for forcing quite a few three and outs that I, I don't really recall seeing as many um, this year. You know, I think we normally got a few first downs and then kind of maybe punted the ball. It seemed like as soon as we got the ball, we were just forced to punt all over again. You know. Yeah, I I think the Bears were doing exactly you know what they had to for for the most part. Um, and some of this to me, I think you know stats don't say everything. I think some of this is just who our guys are. I mean, one of the things that I think Tannehill is super underrated on is just his poise. And really, the whole offense this year, I think you can go back to Week One those early games, especially where we found ourselves, you know, a very close game late, you're, you don't see any issues with that. You don't see guys, you know, worrying or unable to execute. There's just constant poise. I think it starts with Tannehill. And I think 
things like that really translate to being able to find ways to win, which we, we we're starting to see seemingly every week now. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, it just seems like there's nothing that sort of, you know, holds us back. We just find ways to get things open. I mean, Tannehill used his, his legs a little bit on Sunday too. Uh, I kind of wish he would slide a little bit more, but you know, uh, I get it. He's a tough guy and, and it, you know, probably the team loves seeing him kind of take a couple of, not a shot, but like, you know, a, a good size hit, you know, out there. But uh, me personally, I sort of gasp like slide, <laughs> but I know all these guys are warriors. So I kind of get it. Um, you know, but the, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a really good year. I think the offense is, has, had, has played well most for most of the year and they did just enough to beat the bears for sure. Uh, like I said, not a perfect game, but good enough to beat a, a team that we should beat. Yeah. And just to kind of balance this out, I want to go back to Simmons who, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I feel like he's similar to AJ. You really can't say enough for how well he's doing. I've seen some, some interesting stat reporting on, on how often he's getting pressure from, from the middle, but right now he's one of only three linemen in the NFL this season that has a minimum of two sacks, three passes defended, a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. And that's all in half a season. Um, and I mean, as far as we know, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, this year, especially with the time he's had, I think he's certainly much healthier than he was last year, you know, missing time coming off the injury. This is one of those where, I mean, we, we nailed the selection with Simmons. He's been, phenomenal especially in the absence of Casey going to Denver to have him essentially leading that front line has just been tremendous and and also in a game where we didn't have Clowney and arguably weren't really sure what to expect from the group on the front line yeah no uh, he's been really nasty this year you know he he goes out there and he plays like a dog I mean he doesn't tuck his shirt in and he just you know goes out there to you know just kind of maul the offensive line and you know I think you bring up a really good point kind of calling his stats out because, you know, if those kind of guys can be such a force, but actually have like only two tackles. Right. And so when you kind of look at it, you think, well, Cali had two tackles. How do you end up with AFC player of the game or of the week? But they do so much disruption and you just have to kind of, you know, pay attention to tape and, and see where, you know, he was literally handling the center and the guard by himself and uh, freeing up a ton of other things that happened that were, that were going on, you know, in the, in the play. So yeah, it's just really nice to see all his hard work recognized. And I'm glad he called out his stats because those kind of guys don't normally have the highest stats, but yeah, he's having a great year. I think uh, Robinson for some of the problems he had kind of picking uh, Beasley, for example, a, a lemon this year, he definitely picked a diamond last year with Simmons and, and, you know, for the most part, he picks really well, but, you know, we did see again, a lemon this year with Beasley. Um, but, but I think overall he, he, he just nailed it with him in terms of him wanting to, you know, put his hand in the ground, you know, hit the center, hit the guard and just really beat him up the whole game. So I really pity the offensive line that has to play him week in and week out. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel bad for anybody. That's their problem. They chose, <laughs> they chose the NFL as a job. Um, and, you know, and, and we've, we've talked about Brown a little bit. He had 10 overall tackles. Um, Daquan Jones, Kevin Byard actually, um, along with uh, Hooker and Borders, who was one of the newer guys, all up there with leading tackles for the group. I, I want to ask you this though, because when I watched that game, I was, I was excited how it went, of course, but I also couldn't help but think, you know, here we are uh, in week nine, 
without Beasley, who got cut, without Joseph, who got cut, without Clowney, who was out, playing better than ever. Um, like, like, do you? Is there much to read into that? Was this just one of those? You know, we were playing with guys who had nothing to lose, and so perhaps there was some of that. You had King; it was his first game. He wanted to make an impact. What do you make of where our defense is at coming off of a game like that that we really hadn't seen at all this year? Oh, man, that's a really good question um, because after the game, I, I I was caught up in the emotion of thinking, yeah, the defense is back, blah, 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 you know. And then when I kind of took a step back and kind of looked at some of the drives and some different things, you know, and then kind of, again, remembered – who we were playing, you know, it was hard not to go back to like, maybe this is just a flash in the pan. Um, so I'm kind of in between, and I know that's kind of a non-answer, but it's, it's kind of hard. Cause like I said, I think when you watch the game and you see the dominance that the defense have played with, it's, it's so much fun to watch. It, it makes you feel like the defense of last year, uh, which is, which I thought was playing a lot better than this year's uh, defense. But it just it just feels that way. But then at the same time, you, you, you sort of, you know, you, you want to check yourself before you wreck yourself. And you're <laughs> just like, you're like, OK, well, they're playing the Bears who had like guys that they never even heard of playing as offensive linemen. Sure. And they had a couple of guys out with COVID. Right. They were missing a safety. They were missing a cornerback who was suspended for two weeks. So there's there's all these like little things you, that kind of chip away from you know, the greatness that they had. And, and so it's, for me, it's tough because I try to just be as objective as I can. You know, it's to my own detriment, I think sometimes, but I, I just, I mean, I, I think if I had to lean somewhere, I think it was kind of a, more of a positive note. And, and the reason why I would maybe lean that way is just because with new guys, even in the NFL with, you know, uh, the bears kind of be playing with some backups and stuff, it's not easy to just bring those guys in from the practice mm. squad and execute. So it was good to see that, you know, they were able to say, Hey, we have these guys that are developing or we know could step in and then they actually did it, you know? So I think that was definitely the victory there uh, for the defense, you know? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, look, you know, you, you obviously want to take some of it at face value. Um, and, and and to be entirely honest, we're going to get our answer tomorrow night. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think that you have to look at part of this as it was a good call, obviously, on the coaching staff to decide which guys to bring in, which guys to actually play, considering who we had last Sunday. So kudos to them. Obviously, they were prepared. They were ready. You know, Bowen, I think, schemed the game, you know, really well playing against, you know, Foles and the Bears. We really didn't get burned um, until late in the game when it didn't really matter. Um, and, I, and I look at tomorrow as like the answer because, you know, you know, Clowney should be back in. And I think, you know, I, I don't mean to keep bringing it up, but obviously Beasley got so many chances and was done. This is tomorrow's night. It's another chance for Clowney. I mean, it's another chance for him to show why he was signed, why he was brought in and what he can do having gotten a little bit of rest. Um, and ideally that meshes with, you know, some of the other guys that we saw get some action on Sunday and results in, in, in a good game versus Indy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, I think you, you sort of take this and say, all right, they put one step forward in the right direction. I think the second step will kind of complete them going through that door of success. Right. So, I mean, 
I, I think I think if they can pull it off tomorrow against the Colts, which is a, a much better team than Chicago, um, you know, they're definitely better than the the Bengals and, and maybe not as good as the Steelers, obviously. So they're kind of in between where have we been in the last few weeks of everything? So if we pull out the win, I think it kind of brings us back to like, yeah, we could have beaten the Steelers level, which I think was where we were at after that game, right? But I think tomorrow, if we happen to lose, you know, we got to sort of reset and think about everything else going on. But I think we have a really good chance of winning tomorrow because, again, the team playing, being so successful with the backups they had on Sunday, I think that says a lot. And, and to your point, I think. Maybe that even got Boeing going to, to, to you know, because, you know, I know it's got to be tough for a coach to scheme all these things and they don't work on the, the Sunday, right? But, you know, he actually had everything working. So that might have actually boosted his confidence a little bit more. So I think it just was good all around for the team. And, and like I said, getting special teams to, to play really well with the return game looking good, field goals going through the uprights and punts, making it down the field. I mean, that, those just are really positive things to take into such a big game on a short week. Yeah, and let's touch on that for a second. Obviously, we were using Ryan Allen in place of our beloved Brett Kern. Mm-hmm. The only criticism I have of Allen, this is the only one, and I think you might find this humorous, but I was not ready or even now okay with him wearing number eight. Oh, <laughs> first time he comes out to punt, I'm like, wait a second. Why is Mariota punting? Um, I thought he was a Raider. So I, I just felt, I just felt weird seeing another Titan in number eight. That wasn't Mario. I don't know. I just got to be honest. I got to get that out there. Um, so shout out to Mario. We'll always love and appreciate you, but that was weird. I wasn't ready for that, but kudos to, to Ryan Allen stepping up for us because he, I thought he did really well. Um, you know, coming into kick for us, eight punts overall, but I mean, he averaged 50 yards a punt and had a long of 65. It was like Brett Kern somehow, you know, was like in his mind or something like willing him to punt that way. Yeah, I know. What a weird coincidence. He wore number eight and kicked eight punts, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. For we'll take it. Four yards. Yeah, that no, was crazy. That no, was, it was good to see him come in you know we've sort of always picked up the scraps from the the patriots you know and i don't mean that in in any way to offend Allen. i just mean it's it's just that we seem to always kind of follow their lead and if a guy didn't work out for them we we truly believe and robinson coming from you know that that cult belichick cult i'm pretty sure he feels like well it might not work for belichick at the time but we can get him back to where he was and and, and it's it's that for him because you know we picked up a you know a really solid punter like that with with you know just kind of such an unknown with Kern. I I don't even think Kern's ever missed a game. Um, if I'm not, it's mistaken. been a long time. It's yeah. not that he hasn't, but it's been a long time. He, I, I don't have it in front of me, but Jim Wyatt posted a tweet on that. It, it's, it's quite the streak that he went, um, without missing any time. And, and it, and look, it's tough. I think Brett Kern is the best punter in the game. I don't think he gets enough recognition. Um, so it's kind of tough all the way around, but but at the same time, to to like to your point, kudos to you know J Rob and company for for being able to get a guy that talented on such short notice too, really um, coming off last week and then just having them ready to to do the work for us this past Sunday. Right, and I think the the nice thing was is is him marrying uh, Goskowski and Allen together with Allen being the former holder for Goskowski. Yep. Yep. So familiarity. 
Yeah, I think that was huge. I didn't really kind of know that until they kind of it kind of was said later on after he had made the team and everything. And so I thought, well, you really can't go wrong, especially because we had a new uh, long snapper in the game as well. So yep. you, you didn't want like a new long snapper, a new holder, and a kicker. Like that—that's just trouble, right? So at least the the kicker and the face will <laughs> same page. <laughs> well, and it can be. I think again, these are things that I don't know really get enough attention, mm-hmm. but. You know, think about it in the course of a game, and especially because this game for a while there, it wasn't entirely out of reach, right? I mean, for a while it was like it was like a you know a ten point lead and then a seventeen point lead, but for a while it's like the Bears just needed to get a score and they're right back in it. If we had had any issues, you know, on a, on a on a bad punt, on a bad snap, plays like that are what changes a game. Um, so to, so to have these guys come in you know, you know, ready to go and, and efficient and executing as well as they did. I mean, that's, that's huge. And certainly all you can ask for. Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely good. And, and like I said, I think getting the win for special teams was just a good boost because they've, you know, kind of gotten beat up with, you know, some of the, the games, the way some of the games worked out this year, it was just nice to see that, you know, even with new guys stepping in, they were there was there was no issue there. There wasn't like, oh crap, we gotta actually kick the ball now. You know, it wasn't right. that feeling no of concern. Game. Right, exactly. So it was just really good to see. And you know, the returners had a good game, no drops, no fumbles or muffs. You know, it was just it was just really nice to see uh special teams be, you know, out there showing it. And so uh it, it makes me feel good going into this game because I I uh the Colts game because I think there's gonna be a lot of special team action with you know, if it's not punts, uh, maybe a lot of field goals with the Colts defense actually being pretty stingy. So uh, it was just really good to see. Sounds like this next game is not the game to institute like a shot for every punt type of game. <laughs> maybe hold back on that one. We'll wait another week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how are you feeling? Do you want to move on to the Colts game? Any other thoughts on the win over the Bears? Um. Yeah, no, I just want to, you know, call out that, you know, we were able to hold the bears to only 50 yards rushing. Uh, yeah. one of our better, uh, rushing stops of the year. Uh, I don't have all the stats in front of me, but if I'm not mistaken, that has to be the one of the lowest that we've had all year, if not the lowest, um, you know, Nick Foles only had a QBR rating of 39.7 took three sacks with a loss of 16 yards. Um, he did have two TDs, but you know, he was 36 for 52. Um, you know, that's never good. Um, Robinson did, you know, have a success, which we, we talked about last week in our show and Graham did have success as well with the touchdown, uh, that he had, uh, but overall the, the, the bears just really couldn't do anything offensively. Um, I think Montgomery exited the game with a concussion. Um, that's how tough we were playing out there on defense to come back to that. And, you know, and then their defense, uh, probably the only kind of high point for them is they were able to muster three sacks, uh, but that wasn't enough to win the game, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of call some of the things they did wrong or good or whatever. Yeah, no, it's valid. <laughs> I, I kind of want to touch on that for a moment in that, you know, obviously you never want to see, you know, Tanny take a sack, so to speak. But I, I'm torn because, you know, part of me feels like that shows you his managing of the moment. Um, he hasn't taken very many sacks. We've done well overall this year. I think also credit to him. He's done well. Uh, finding ways to avoid the sack or just getting the play executed well. 
So it, it's tough because I'm I'm sure that there truly is barely more than a split second between, okay, we've got a play to make or I can scramble or sack. So there's not a lot of time. Um, and, of course, at one point, you know, Saffold went out, and so that was kind of a big hit uh, to the O-line during the game. Fortunately, he's good to go. Um, and we also lost Pruitt at one point, who's going to miss some time. And I, I think he's kind of one of those underrated blockers for us too, which is tough. But, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I mean, I think you obviously don't want to see sacks, but it's like how much of it is just avoiding a, 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 you know, a poor throw that turns into an interception, how much of it's not forcing it. Um, you certainly expect him to kind of get that, that figured out. Yeah, no, my kind of anecdotal answer would be that I think Tannehill's actually taking a little more damage the last couple of weeks. I think, you know, he had three sacks in this game. He actually had six quarterback hits. Um, that's, that's, that's a lot more damage than I'd like to see. Uh, and, and I don't think it's all his fault. You know, I don't think it's like he's holding on to the ball too long. I think, you know, some of the guys are, are getting beat up front, you know, with a, a backup left tackle like that, you know, that's gotta be tough. I think you're, your point on Pruitt is is actually really good call out because Pruitt is probably the best blocker we do have. I think Janu Smith, if there was one improvement in his game, it would be blocking. Where Pruitt, I think, always is a blocker, uh, but you know he's not quite the dynamic pass catcher. But yeah, not having him in there, um, you know, there, there's just was a couple of things that the O line, you know, has got to figure out. I don't think it's really all on Tannehill, uh, but you do have some guys that are kind of subbing in there. But yeah, he did take a lot of damage in this game. It it did kind of worry me a little bit, but uh, they need to figure that out a little bit because the, the the Bengals also had a little bit of success as well uh, with getting to Tannehill. Um, you know, if, if you give me a second here, I can get over to their stats really quickly because um, they ended up with. Uh, one sack and then uh, four quarterback hits. So yeah. not as not as bad as this game, but you know, again, he's just taking you know some damage there. But you know, I think I think it's again a combination of things. But uh, you know, to get back to I think you're, where you were going with it, it it's definitely Tannehill being smart with the ball. I mean, he he seems to throw the ball away when he needs to and 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 get the ball out. And I just don't feel it's like with Mariota where you know, you would see three or four sacks and you knew it was just because he was holding the ball way too long. I, I don't really feel like that's the case at all. Yeah. And I, I was kind of thinking of that too, because I feel like, you know, as Titan fans, we've got a little bit of PSD, PTSD rather, where it's like, we've seen those plays where Mario just didn't get rid of the ball in time. Right. Um, but some of this too is, and, it, and it's not to be an excuse, but this is where in sports, you, you have to be the team that plays better. And I don't mean it sounds super obvious, but it's like, look, as a, as a defense, if they're able to get pressure and if they're able to do that and their coverage downfield is good, I mean, that's, that's their goal, right? That's what it's all about as an offense. We have to find a way to get the protection, give Tannehill time. And obviously he's got to be able to see and decide, you know, what's going to work on any given play. So there's, there's certainly a lot of moving pieces. And I think at times, you know, I feel like the media sometimes criticizes how simple our offense is, but at the same time, I feel like that's an advantage because when we get gimmicky and we try to do these package type plays, I think that's when we often really see some issues. So, you know, in a way, this kind of feels like maybe we just need to get back to some basics, running the ball well, you know, simple chunk plays to get the passing game going. That's what opens up, I think, for us, the ability to really get downfield, um, which I, I really do expect we'll see. It's not going to be easy, but I expect we'll see that more tomorrow night. Yeah, no, and I think this is a good segue to the Colts uh, talking about 
the O-line because, uh, you know, I was pleasantly surprised looking at the Colts' defensive stats. Uh, I did watch a couple of their games, uh, you know, uh, there, you know, right when I watched the uh, Baltimore game, it stood out to me about how aggressive they were right off the ball. Um, and it turned out they, they are one of, they actually are one of the top tier defenses in the NFL. It's kind of hard to believe. Um, they have like 20 sacks already this year. Uh, you know, when you think about how many sacks we have, you know, that I'm pretty jealous just calling saying that number out loud. Um, you know, they have, you know, a few INTs, uh, you know, they, they, they'll beat you up and you just see it, you know, on the tape, they, as soon as the ball's hiked, it's hard to explain, but it's almost like they have the timing just right so that as soon as the ball's kind of hiked, they're already, like, you know, p- trying to claw through between, like, the center and the guards and the tackles, just really shooting the gaps really well. And I think, you know, that hustle really pays off because a lot of the, the plays against Baltimore, not a lot, but, you know, a few plays there were for negative yards just because, you know, one guy would get a- right through the line and just stopped the running back in his tracks, you know, way behind the line of scrimmage. So you saw that a little bit in the tape. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a, a really good matchup for the team. But I think the good thing is, is that the bears uh, also have, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mac, you know, on the line. And, and so he's a, he's a key player there. And then uh, Trevanian, Tr- Tr- I always say his name, I mean, Trevanian, or <laughs> he's, he's another really good linebacker. So, you know, they really had their handfuls on Sunday and the Colts are going to bring the same thing. So hopefully, at least going through that war, they'll be ready again for another one, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow night, you know. Yeah, so so with that, shall we shall we move into the Colts game? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was trying to get there. I just sort of yeah. <laughs> stumbled into no, it. <laughs> I, I, I think we're there. We did it. We found a way. It's Wednesday, folks. Cut us cut us some slack, all right? Um, <laughs> we're excited for another game tomorrow. Um yeah, this one's interesting. There's there's a couple of different things about this matchup that I find kind of kind of interesting in, in that I mean certainly it's the Colts and it's divisional and it's the only other division team we haven't yet faced. Then you kinda of have to add this complicated reality of we play them two out of the next three games. Thank you, NFL. So that kind of complicates things. Um we do have a division lead right now by a game, so obviously we want to keep that. We've only lost one game at home so far this year. We'd love to see that continue. I kind of thought maybe, you know, the Colts would be a little a little banged up coming off that Baltimore game, and I think that's got to be at least a little bit true. I mean, they started out that game really as well as you could and weren't able to hang on. Baltimore comes back and win. That's a tough loss for Indianapolis, and now they got a short week against us, polar opposite, coming off a win. Um, the thing that I kind of want to put out here though, is do you think either one of these teams, whether it's us, the Titans or the, or the Colts are going to struggle with looking ahead? And here's why I say that our next game, we we've got the Ravens, we've got to go on the road, right? But we also know we're going to have a week and a half. Indianapolis has to play the Packers next. And I mean, they just played the Colts. Now they're playing the Titans and they got the Packers. I feel like it would be easy for for one of these teams, us or them, to struggle a little bit with trying to trying to look ahead. Um, so I, I just kind of want to put that out there. I mean, I'm, I'm sure both teams will be prepared, locked in, but you know, it's just something that I kind of wonder about because this is a unique scenario to play them twice in three games. We've got a little bit of a breather, yes, but then we've also got a huge game. But so do they. Like it's just kind of a complicated point in the season at a time where really wins could not be any more critical. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a 
interesting way to look at this week because, you know, I, I did forget they were playing the Packers. I, I knew they were playing another tough team. I just couldn't remember the teams, who the team was, so I'm glad you said that. But, yeah, no, I think they had a little bit rougher of a schedule playing Baltimore, us, and then the Packers because we sort of had, you know, I wouldn't say two gimmies, but we played the Bengals, the Bears, and now we're playing the Colts. So, you know, and then we played – we play the Ravens obviously next, but you know, I really feel like them playing us is kind of the equal of the matchup of us thinking we're playing the Ravens. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. like, like it's a much bigger deal for them to play us than, you know, kind of the way the footing is like, so, so I think, I think there, there is a lot of pressure on them to try to figure that out. And yeah, I think either team would make a huge mistake uh, looking past this game with, you know, a short week and everything that's going on and, it being interdivision. So I'm pretty sure might have, you know, what might have actually happened for the Colts, you know, and I don't really know for a fact or anything, but I'm just thinking that maybe some of the, the, you know, the game on Sunday was, you know, the mistakes that were actually made was just because, you know, maybe they spent a little too much time looking at us, you know? So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, this is just a key game for both teams and it's going to really define, I think how the season how our seasons unfold. So it, it, both of us, you know, both teams need to win this game. So it's going to be such a good matchup. Yeah. And I, I think another thing that stood out to me is that, you know, we've had kind of similar schedules leading up to this game. I mean, they, the Colts have also played the Vikings, the bears and the Bengals, and they actually won all those games. So the Colts even beat the Bengals. You know, we obviously were not able to do that. Um, and, and look, I mean, the Colts are, are just a tough team. They, they, it looks like they've got a really strong, you know, chunk play offense, they, they, they're not afraid to take random, you know, downfield shots. They're also not afraid to kick field goals, and, they, and they're usually making those. So they can put points on the board quickly, consecutively. I think, you know, we've talked about this in the last few days, this just definitely feels like one of those games that really just falls heavily on the quarterbacks. Which quarterback can have the better game probably is going to be the team that gets the win. And I, I think, you know... I said at the beginning of the year, I thought it was a mistake for the Colts to bring in Rivers, old man Rivers, as I like to call him. It is what it is. He he plays mm-hmm. well, and it's not to say that he doesn't do everything poorly, but he started the year out hot, 78% completion in the first three games, and then since then, it's dropped to 62%, and I think you've seen more of that characteristic throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, but at the expense of the team and at the expense of some games. I know you mentioned, you know, Tanny's had some struggles in recent weeks, so one of these quarterbacks has to shine tomorrow night. You know, that that's kind of where I see this, this game sort of leading. Yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's definitely rivers and Tannehill's game to lose because I think uh, if rivers has a bad game, I think that the Titans, you know, I wouldn't say easily win, but it, it pretty much gives us a, a huge advantage. And then the same thing with Tannehill, if he has probably as many three now that he had against the bears, the Colts, will eventually find a way to take advantage of it. So uh, it's going to definitely come down to them for sure. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on like, what, what is it that scares you the most about the Colts, whether it be maybe a statistic or something you saw on film or a particular player, like what, what is your fear bubble with them? Well, a couple of things that stand out to me are one, you know, you've heard from, you know, Brable and Tannehill and and some of the other guys in, in pressers the last few days that, there's a ton of respect for this Colts team. Um, I think sometimes that's a huge indication of, of kind of what we're trying to do to prepare. 
Um, and it's not that you'd ever hear anyone be like, oh, this is going to be an easy game. But it's very, very evident that, you know, we have a lot of respect for the Colts, how physical they are, how fast they are, how well coached they are, and a lot of respect for Rivers. Like there have been some interesting comments made from our guys around how he plays the game, how he'll call things out. He's a very difficult quarterback to play against. Um, so that's kind of one of those things that I think is tough is you're, we're, we're playing a smart football team. All that to say, we're playing a smart football team. Um, I think if anything, you know, and I, I, I don't have it all in front of me, but there are some numbers to support the fact that this really is, aside from Pittsburgh, probably the best defense we've played all year as well. Um, and so I think in a way, I don't want to say we have a lot to prove, but we, we have to have our most efficient, you know, strongest game as an offense to find a way to be efficient and score and really put the pressure, I think, back on Rivers. I think that's what stands out to me. Yeah. No, it's it's going to be definitely a tough game. Um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's going to be so hard because I think uh, – and those were really good points, by the way. I wanted to just make sure I, I said that, uh, uh, you know, because they are a really strong team, and, and I think you were exactly right. Vrabel had – I wouldn't say uh, – it was a ton of respect and it wasn't like fearful of the Colts, but you definitely had this different sense of like, we were playing again, a, a top tier team, which, you know, not that he, he puts any of the teams we played down by any means. It's just that it seemed like there was just a little bit more of a, I don't know. It was just different this week hearing him talk about the other team. At least that's how I felt about it. Right. Um, and, and, you know, so it's, it's going to be, you know, they're very well coached. Frank Wright is doing a great job over there. Um, you know, he's really turned that franchise around. You know, their team has been drafting really well and picking up free agents that they really need. Um, Rivers was, you know, definitely a nice addition uh, to get considering where the quarterback market was. I think they were, I think they were more inclined to probably take uh, Cam Newton if they could have. I think that would have been a better fit for them personally. But, you know, Rivers is still a savvy vet. Um, you know, you really can't hide anything from him. I mean, he's been in the league so long. It's, you know, you, you think you're hiding something and he's like, oh, I've already seen that, you know. <laughs> so uh, and there's the one thing that, that, that I don't think he gets enough credit for is that he he's very durable. You know, um, he's not one of those guys that you hit and, you know, he starts to get happy feet or he starts to worry about the rush. You can hit him and hit him even as old as he is. And he seems to not let that rattle him at all. Um, his probably only downside is that his arm isn't what it used to be. So you see a lot of floaters that he throws, uh, which doesn't help him out uh, to get the ball out downfield. But however, he's able to nail a lot of the short stuff and, and beat you just by knowing that, Hey, it's this, you know, it's this, uh, this down and this distance, I can make this kind of throw and beat you. And so he'll take advantage of that all day. Yeah. And to better answer your, your thought here. I mean, I, I'm not afraid of the Colts in, in that sense. I think what, what's more, the, the gravity to me is obviously just the reality of what this game means. I mean, we we've touched on it a few times now, but mm-hmm. we're in a very good spot right now. Six and two, one of the only teams currently ahead of us. And I put that in quotes because we beat the bills already. So right now they're ahead of us in the ranking simply because they have one more win based on scheduling. But I mean, these next few games, especially the ones against the Colts one will really could allow us to get space in the division and maybe even put it away for the year, if we're being completely honest. Um, and certainly would also go towards that seeding for playoffs. And I think, you know, we still don't quite know how the year is going to play out. Ideally, we play the rest of these games, 
you know, we touched on it last week. I think we want to obviously win as many games as we can just for the sake of perhaps getting to a point where, you know, maybe there's a pause, something has to change, or we run into an opponent that has an issue. It just couldn't be getting any more critical at this point than it is. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it It's it's there. Uh, I mean, they're definitely chasing us. So this is the way to kind of push them down and not kind of get back there. Um, I still think we split with them. And where I'm going with that is that, you know, that's just the way we play the Colts, right? Normally we split with them. Um, so I think it'd be advantageous to win tomorrow. And then if we had to drop one against them is the one at their house because – we should definitely take advantage of the one at our house because if we lose tomorrow, we would to get that split right, not going zero and two against the Colts. We'd have to win in Indy, and you know it's been tough playing on the road. Yeah, um, but we, we did it we, last year. I mean, oh, if, yeah, if, if, oh yeah. I mean, if you're going to bring it up, I got to be honest. I mean, that's how it went last year, right? We got that right. We had that loss at home that was really tough towards the end, and then of course we went on the road. Um, and Tannehill had taken over at that point, but got that road bend. But I, but I know what you mean. I mean, you know, yeah. those home wins really are more ideal. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you're right. It's it's not impossible if we we did drop tomorrow and then you know go to Indian win. Um, you know, I think that would definitely make a statement. But I think for you know the way that in my mind the way things are are falling into the schedule, I think it would be better to win tomorrow have the long kind of mini bye week to prepare for a tough game against the Ravens. And then however we come out of that game, kind of, you know, go to their house and, and not have that pressure of like, you know, Oh, we got to play the we got to try to win this division game because we already lost the first one. So that, you know, because of the way that the scheduling worked out, it's kind of like back to back. So I just think it'd be better if you were going to get the win out to be the first one there, you know? <laughs> so uh, yeah. So that's just kind of where I was going with that. But, but yeah, no, I mean, I I think it's just a huge game for both teams. I think I think they're gonna they're gonna bring it. Um, I think they definitely stop Henry tomorrow. That was one thing I wanted to talk about. I, I think Henry's gonna struggle tomorrow. I don't really see him having a big game. I know you kind of thought differently about that. Uh, so you know, I definitely would like to hear your thoughts on how you thought he was gonna how it's gonna play out with him because I'm kind of in a Debbie Downer mood, and I don't mean that to be super overly negative. It's just that their run defense is just so good, and I think with a kind of made up uh, offensive line, even though we get saffled back tomorrow, it's going to be tough to run on them. I, I understand that. And look, this is where I think for me, you know, I'm, I'm learning that some things are really hard to analyze. Mm-hmm. I think you look at a, a rushing defense and how good they are. And you think, well, obviously a, a running back's not going to have a good day. We're talking about Derrick Henry. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, here we are eight weeks into the season and he's, uh, nearly tied for first, but right now he's the second leading rusher in the league. Him and Dalvin Cook running away with it literally right now. Um, and and yeah, I just it, it's tough. I mean, I, I know that you know Teron Davenport um, ha, has said that he he actually could see Henry having a bigger game. Um, I just don't think it's as simple as the Colts have a good rush defense, so Henry won't have a good game. Um, right. I, I mean, there's certainly a lot of factors, and I don't mean. To, to give this, you know, easy kind of answer, so to speak. But I think the reality is you're going to see us test that as many ways as we can. Um, you know, early in the year, there was certainly more talk around Henry in the passing game. We saw it at times. He's also you know, honestly added things to his arsenal around leaping more and just various things to get extra yards. So 
when I when I really think about it and force myself to be honest, I think this is a game where early on we pass more to move the ball, to move the chains, to at least get field goals, to get ourselves going. And look, and I've said this about, at least in our conversations during the week, I've said this about other mm-hmm. teams too, but if they can't stop us from doing that, they're in a lot of trouble. And right. I think at that point, if we're able to move the ball that way, it's just going to open things up. And then you're going to see Henry get some plays. Um, so yeah, there's some variables. I, I just, I don't see him having a shutdown game. I think it's going to be more, more like one of those quiet games where he's right at a hundred, if not there. Um, I think he's going to get a touchdown. At least I hope he gets a touchdown. Um, this is just going to be a gritty game. It's, it's going to be a gritty game. Yeah, no, I think he definitely gets a touchdown, especially in the goal line area. I mean, he's just so successful there. Uh, you know, but, you know, I think to touch on the point that you, you said, which is, is true. You know, you look at stats, you look at different things. Um, I don't think they're able to stop him if he's, you know, anywhere near the five or 10 yard line. I, I think he gets in personally. Um, I, I will not, uh, you know, cut sort of downplay that because I think he's just so dominant in that area. I think, I think where they're going to give him the most trouble is in those kind of like the situations where we get the ball back from a punt or a kickoff and try to get him going. I think, I think they're going to find ways to stall him again. I think it's just because of their excellent line play. I think their guys up front just really hustle. Like none of them really do anything like crazy, like, you know, kind of like the old days of Javon Clowney where, where, you know, you could just see him like running around the field and killing it. It's, It's not anything like that. You know, it's just more like they just kind of do, they're just really well coached and, and won't let him get away. And I think you'll see a lot of those kind of shoestring tackles that unfortunately sometimes get the better of Henry. Um, but at the same time, I think the nice thing about our team at this point is that uh, if they do happen to stop Henry a little bit, we can throw in, you know, McNichols, which is kind of like a, a little bit of a changeup, if you will. And if you kind of take the, the baseball analogy there, you know, instead of hitting them with, you know, the, the fastball, we can throw, you know, a change up with McNichols or even a curve with Foreman. So it's kind of nice to know that Arthur does have sort of a three-headed monster now uh, to kind of go about it because they their running styles couldn't be any more different. Um, so I think that would maybe be, maybe help out Henry a little bit as the game goes on because they might load up a little bit more for Henry. And if he kind of doesn't have any success early, they can, you know, use McNichols or Foreman and then, you know, if, if he breaks a few tackles and they're going to have to like, oh, crap, these guys are going to get us too. And then I think it's sort of the the pressure starts to build on the defense on like, well, well we just stopped Henry, but now we got to stop this guy. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like – so I think that, that will help him out as the game goes on. But I, I think overall, I think we do end up with over 100 yards success in rushing, if that makes sense, with between all three of them and even Tannehill scrambling for some, you know. Yeah, and I, I want to elaborate a little bit more just because I'm I'm I want to make sure that I answer things as as well as I can. Part of part of this on my end is expectation. Mm-hmm. Like I expect our offensive line to play better than their defense. I just do. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's going to be easy. Certainly, the Colts are a strong team for all the reasons you've mentioned. But the fact is, I expect us to play better. Then there's some other things to look at. I mean, you certainly mentioned that we've got other options. And, and I mean, McNichols has had some great moments. Um, you know, Foreman's had some great moments. Uh, so, so that's certainly something too, but you know, oddly enough, Henry has had this back and forth season where he's had a game over a hundred and then a game under a game over a game under a game over. We're due for a game over. And <laughs> it's not always that simple. 
Um, but there's something – I think there's something to be said in sports for a player who's truly dominant at what they do. And it's kind of gotten lost in the last few weeks, I think, just because obviously we had a couple of losses. But Derrick Henry is – one of, if not the best running back in the game right now. I mean, you saw it at times, you know, already this year where we would be in wildcat formation or it would be an isolation play that the entire world knew where that ball was going to go. Didn't matter. You couldn't stop him. That's, that is a true talent in an athlete. And I just think that, yeah, the Colts are good. I'm sure they're going to get some stops. I'm sure they're going to get some shoestring tackles. But I just don't think they're going to get the better of him. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. Um, and I, I'm, you know, we'll we'll continue to work on how to best evaluate these things. But you know, I don't want it to seem like it's just a hunch or like a, you know, just sort of like wishful thinking. But I think there's there's plenty to show that that we should expect more than just a shutdown game. Oh yeah, no, and, and I think that's good. I think no, I think you got the point across. It's you know. Uh, I think I think I'm just kind of, you know, giving you my thoughts and, and, and hearing your thoughts. I, I mean, it definitely there, there definitely could be an opportunity for Henry to shine. I mean, he some of his better runs are against the Colts, right? So you know his highlight reel runs. So you know it'll it'll be nice to to see you know him come out and, and fire. And I think I think to some degree you you are right in the sense that you know Henry didn't really get to play much on on Sunday because they you know he was kind of a I wouldn't say a non-factor, but he just didn't kind of like have this crazy game. And then, you know, it made sense to just lower his snaps to kind of give him a, kind of a breather, if you will, for the short week. Right. So uh, I think he's going to come out like, hey, you know, I'm the leader of this team. I'm the guy who gets the ball. And he probably could have that kind of, you know, th- that kind of thinking on in his mind. And so he he does kind of come out like the Hulk, you know. So, I mean. We'll see. I mean, I definitely, I wouldn't downplay that at all. And I, I mean, I wouldn't, t- I would take a 150 yard game from Henry against the Colts any day. You know, <laughs> that's the hope, right? So, but yeah, no, I think it's going to be a, a really interesting matchup. Uh, you know, aside from Henry's matchup with the the strong run defense that the Colts have, I think the the secondary is also going to be uh, have a lot of issues trying to. Uh, get past a lot of their corners and safety and a lot of things they do in the secondary. Uh, I think, you know, AJ Brown and, and Corey Davis are going to, you know, try to have one of their better games, you know, to try to break free. I think actually they go back to Corey Davis. To, to me, it always seems like when AJ does something good in one game, it seems like Corey Davis comes out strong in the next game. So I wouldn't be surprised if Corey Davis has a really good night uh, due to that. And I think also John New Smith is going to give him a lot of trouble, uh, you know, being one of the, the faster, quicker tight ends and, Hopefully he, you know, gets to catch a few balls. I, I think is Humphreys playing? I believe he's playing tomorrow, right? No, uh, Humphreys. It's, it's, it's frustrating. Okay. He's he's still in in uh, concussion, concussion protocol. protocol. So. Okay, my bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, so I, I and I and I think that's actually a good thing because I think when Tannehill has Humphreys, AJ Davis, and Smith all running around, I think he almost gets confused because <laughs> he has all these great players to throw the ball to. You. So I think with, at least with Humphreys out. Uh, he has to focus more on whatever Davis and AJ's doing. And so you might see a little bit more balls that way. And I think Davis ends up having a big game just because, you know, he's going to want to get his, I think. 
You know? Yeah, and just to touch on that, um, you know, certainly want to send our our thoughts and condolences uh, to Corey Davis. Uh, lost his brother this week, um, apparently to uh, to cancer, um, and it's 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 tragic. It's tough to hear. Um, we were talking earlier. Probably will make for you know an emotional game tomorrow um, for him, likely the team. Um, I mean, he you know he's had. I mean, I, I've I've said this. It feels like now, really, every week. I mean, this this is like that contract year, and and he really has played lights out. He's been phenomenal, obviously, especially during those weeks that that AJ was out. But really, just overall, he's been very consistent. Um, so certainly want to want to wish him and his family and friends well. Um, but yeah, I think you know this is kind of again back to what I mentioned around. I think it's hard for teams to really prepare for us because. Do you want to focus on AJ? Do you want to focus on Corey? I feel like you're going to forget one or the other, and and that's killer because both of those guys make such great plays downfield and catching the ball and getting extra yards, and and I think that's definitely going to get utilized tomorrow night. Not to mention uh, Johnny Smith. Yeah, no, the, the the Colts will definitely have their hands full for sure. Um, you know, so it's going to be a really good matchup for the offense. You know, catch some balls and break some tackles fight. So it'll be a real test of the offense. And you know, coming back to, I think the best point you made about the game is that, you know, it's going to come down to, you know, is Tanny going to win out or is rivers going to win out? And so hopefully tomorrow uh, it's Tanny's, you know, game. Um, and then kind of flipping over the other side, I think the, the defense uh, will have its hands full uh, with some of the things that rivers does. He's just kind of a sneaky guy. He's probably going to compete, you know, a lot of dink and dunk stuff. Um, they don't really run the ball all that well. They just have a running back, Taylor, who's had a you know a decent year with 416 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, their leading receiver right now is Pascal with 297 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, they will have uh, T.Y. Hilton back tomorrow, which could, could pose a little bit of a problem for the secondary. Um, so we'll have to see how the secondary steps up, kind of getting uh, you know one of their better receivers they haven't had on the field all year. So... Yeah, and I just I'm actually just really excited for this game the more I think about it in terms of the opportunity for our defense to step up. And I just want to highlight two guys here, Jayon Brown and Malcolm Butler. Um right now they are the two leading tacklers on our team on the season. Brown with sixty-five, Butler with fifty-three. Butler's got a couple of picks. Brown has a pick. Um you just you can't say enough for how well they are both playing. Um and, and, you know, at times it's, it's almost like been so critical because some of this goes back to games where our entire defense wasn't really in sync, you know, with that Buffalo game where, you know, Butler had a couple of huge picks for us. I feel like Brown's had some moments every game this season. He got some shout out from Vrabel on Monday's presser. I think those two guys really seem to be, I think, along with Simmons, really leading the defense this year. Yeah, no, they are they are playing so well, um, and, and you know, Jalen is just. I mean, I always go back to my one of my favorite memories of watching that Bills game. You know, besides the four missed field goals, <laughs> uh, you know, he was all over the field. It's just hard to explain seeing how fast he moves laterally and you know north and south. He just is so agile and quick. Uh, and you just see it when in, in every game, he's all over the place. He normally his role is to cover uh, their better tight end uh, when he's on that side. 
or when they line up near him. So, I mean, he has a really tough job covering all those tight ends week after week um, and, 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 the, and to have all those tackles and, you know, never shies, shies away from the ball like that. As soon as the ball's out, he's like running and hustling to it. So, yeah, he's having a phenomenal year. Uh, Butler's definitely living up to his contract. I know a lot of people gave us crap for taking Butler at the time when, you know, there was guys like uh, Gilmore that were free agents as well. Uh, and, and, you know, he did kind of have some injury issues uh, last year, uh, but he's playing really, really well this year. And it's looking like, again, J-Rob really found, uh, you know, a diamond with him. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, those guys are really playing well. Um, and so the nice thing is that Jalen won't have to cover Doyle tomorrow, which is kind of Rivers uh, kind of dump it off guys. So, uh, you know, even though I wish him, well, I know he's out due to a concussion and you always kind of hate guys being out, but you know, he'll definitely won't have to worry about him and can cover, uh, the other tight ends actually questionable, uh, Mo Ali Cox. Uh, so he might not play, but most likely he will play, but you know, him being kind of banged up will help, uh, you know, Jalen just have, you know, shine even more than he normally does. So, uh, yeah, but it, it's, you know, the, the Colts are, Definitely going to put up a fight tomorrow, and I hope Butler and Jalen and Simmons both have like a, a, a very similar game that they had on Sunday. You know, so let's talk uh, expectations, outcome. What do you see happening tomorrow night? Colts, Titans, Thursday night football. Uh, I was dreading this part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just let's start with what we can count on. We know that dementia will set in for Troy Aikman, and he'll forget where he is at some point throughout the broadcast. So we know we can count on that. Uh, other than that, though, I don't know how you feeling. I, I mean, I feel like it's going to be. Uh, I can see this being a close game. I, I, I kind of have this at a, a 2017-2023-20 finish for Tennessee. Yeah, um, man, I've been trying to, 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 you know, and that's a good score, by the way. I mean, I, that I, I would take that any day. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, what's interesting is so the. ESPN meter, which we always normally bring up, has this winning at 56.2% versus 43.5 against the Colts. You know, that's always kind of an interesting gauge to look at the game. Um, The spread right now is even, which is really interesting. I know it was earlier in the week. I think we were uh, like two-point favorites. You know, that must have somehow disappeared as things went on. So now we're at even um, and the over and under at 48.5. So, you know, it's it's so hard to kind of gauge what I think the final score is going to be. I, I I really think you know the Titans win probably by a field goal. I I, I think you know it, it'll probably be like twenty four to uh, probably like twenty. You know, uh, or I think the Colts are going to kick a lot of field goals. I just have a feeling they're going to kill us with field goals tomorrow. Um, so they'll have one of those weird scores where it's like almost like they missed a bunch of extra points, right? The way the math works out. Um, I think it's, it's just, I think they're, they're going to be really close. It's going to be a really close score, like 20 to 21 where the, the Titans just barely squeak over. Um, and I just really hope they pull it out tomorrow. So that's kind of where I'm leaning to. It's kind of a 20, 21 or, or 20 to 24 type of score. Right. But do you, but do you think the Titans will win? Yeah, I think, I think they are going to win. Um, because we're at home. They're coming to our house. It's a super tough game. Um, I don't feel super confident saying they're going to win. I'll be completely transparent with that. Uh, but I do feel like we're going to win because, I, I, I mean, I think 
I think if the Titans want to grab their destiny for this season, it's it's tomorrow night. And yeah. if they win that game, the rest of the season will be downhill in terms of where they want to go with things. So I think I think they're going to rise to the moment. I think Vrabel's going to have them ready, and it's going to be a super tough and challenging game. And you know it's going to be you know just really physical out there. The weather's going to be nice. It's going to be sixty five degrees and clear weather there in Nashville playing under the lights. So uh, hopefully there's quite a few fans that are yelling for us. Um, you know, I just think they pull out the win because again, I think if they grab it here, they'll just, they just that, that's it. The, the, I, I don't want to say it's all done. I just mean like they grab it here and it's, they we're just at the driver's seat from here on out, you know? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's definitely a, a big game for the sake of, the division for the sake of momentum, obviously to keep the record going. Um, and certainly, you know, as we get closer and closer towards the the last part of the season in, in terms of, you know, playoff seating and all those things. So um, yeah, it's going to be nice. I mean, it's certainly a tough, quick turnaround, but uh, excited that we're, we're right on the, the verge of another night of Titans football. Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited, you know, yeah, man, I'm just ready for it right now. If it could just be starting right now, that'd be great. Kick off at Nashville, and, and you know, even if it is like eleven o'clock there or whatever it is, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain. So, yeah, you know, what's interesting? Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to kind of get spacey there for a second. Um, I just clicked on MusicCityMiracles.com, and there's a report that Trevor Daniels will serve as a punter tomorrow. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting, so that's kind of why I got spacey there because I. I thought Allen had, you know, had that job. So that's going to be yeah. interesting. And we throw in a new kicker uh, right before a short week like that. So sure. Um, uh, what's gotta, your thoughts gotta, on that? <laughs> I mean, you know what? I mean, gotta. There's really been no reason this year ultimately to not trust the moves we've made. So if if we're going to go with another guy, then I'll 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 trust the move on a short week and and hope that he's able to to do the job for us when we need him to. So yeah, yeah. yeah that, well, they did have a lot of movement this week. You know, we got Adori. Adori was activated, but he's not going to play tomorrow. Uh, Kershank, unfortunately, went on a season-ending IR. He's one of our better special team players when he played last year. Um, we did add a cornerback, Greg Maben, uh, to the practice squad. Uh, long snapper, Matt Orzich, you know, uh, he's he's on the practice squad as well. So definitely a lot of movement this week. Not anywhere near uh the way things were last week but you know definitely j-rob still tinkering with the roster and not being afraid to take chances or find a diamond in the rough you know yep and and i mean i think these are those moves that you know are are made throughout the season to, to give us the the most competitive chance that we we can have so um at least at least we know for sure that at some point we'll get to see a dory which is huge um i think it says a lot that we're six and two right now he hasn't even played a game so if he he truly is the impact player they believe he can be um to have him have this time to get ready you know that could be huge and and certainly help us down the stretch so i think it's good that you know jd is going to be back for us tomorrow um i expect good things from him um it's it's just it's just good to see things coming together for the most part yeah getting Clowney back tomorrow will be huge um you know, it'd be nice to get him in there. Uh, I know uh, Terrell Davenport uh, talked about in his uh, whiteboard Wednesday how he would have a lot of success, you know, rushing the interior 
uh, offensive line against the Colts. So uh, I'm hoping that, you know, what he saw on tape comes true because I definitely, I definitely like Clowney kind of moving around in the interior. I think on the outside, it gets really tough because he kind of sort of lacks the uh, bend move that you kind of need when you kind of rush from the outside like that and you get taken out of the play. Um, so it will be nice if we do utilize him up the middle and hopefully between him and, you know, lining up next to Simmons, for example, if they happen to just take Simmons on a, a double team and kind of a delayed stunt, you know, Clowney could just with his speed, you know, break free and, you know, at least, you know, bang up rivers a little bit on, on that play or, or, or that similar type of play. So uh, that'll be fun to see him in the game tomorrow for sure. Definitely. Definitely. You know, it'd be crazy is if he got his first sack tomorrow. <laughs> I, I don't know that it would be crazy. I think it would just be great to see. Um, I've only waited 10 weeks. So, but, I mean, he's, he's had some moments. I and mean, I'm really not going to get too critical on that. I, I know it's tough, but I think that, you know, it'd be one thing if he just hadn't had any rushes or hadn't had any close calls. I think that you have to admit he's he's certainly made an impact and i mean you got to believe at some point he's going to get there so i you know i'm i'm just excited that he'll be back um hopefully he's fresh and you know wouldn't wouldn't want anything more than seeing him take rivers down so yeah it'll be nice to hopefully tomorrow i i really hope the defense can force rivers to call in you know a max a max protect type of play with us kind of showing uh, a little bit more like a of a blitz look and bringing the tight end to block and then giving our second and then, you know, guys falling back to play a really, really tough zone against him with his, you know, his arm not being where it is. You know what I mean? So with, with them kind of fooling him with, with fewer options out on the field running around and us dropping into really good coverage, uh, I think we can definitely force him into a mistake tomorrow. So I'm, I'm hoping we see a lot of that tomorrow as the game plays out. Definitely. Well, I think we're we're both. Sounds like we're both on the same page at at, at expecting a a close, tough game, but but ideally a, a Titans win to hit that seven and two mark. Yeah. One last thing. Who do you think is going to be uh, besides Santa Hill a hero tomorrow that you kind of have in your head? You know. You know, I, I would I would say the first thing that came to mind when you started asking me that question was Landry. Um, mm. I mean, Landry's been a, a true force for us this year in year three. Um, I know I've talked about him at times. He He's just, you know, you just see a lot of effort, a lot of skill, and he's, he's a very smart player for being a guy three years into the league. Um, I think they have a lot of trust in, in his ability to to line up and, and get pressure. And, and the thing with Landry that I love is, you know, you've seen some plays where, yeah, Clowney almost got the hit. But sometimes you see guys almost get a hit and then they give up on the play. Landry never stops. I mean, that dude, he'll he'll end up, you know, 10 yards behind a quarterback run or whatever, and he chases them down every time. So I think that he's a guy that is fast enough and physical enough to really get some pressure and disrupt some plays. Um, and probably one of our more just athletic players that I think could really mess with Rivers' ability to either get the ball out in time or to have to change up what the play is. So I, I think that would be, at least on the other side of the ball, another guy to look out for. Yeah, no, that's a good call out. He actually had a really good game uh, against the Bears. I didn't get to touch on all his stats, but he he kind of had, you know, did did it all as well with tackles and, uh, you know, pass, passes deflected and, 
you know, quarterback hits, I and mean, he was all over the field too. Um, but yeah, he's having a great year. Uh, you know, I can't touch on that as you know anymore. It's just like, you know, holy cow, he really plays hard, and and you're right, he hustles on every play. So yeah, he's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. So he's definitely gonna. I mean, I would love to have him have that hero type of game tomorrow. Anyone else that you see uh, making an impact or helping us get the win? Um, you know, I, I know it's gonna it's gonna sound kind of cheesy, but I really hope it's Corey Davis. Uh, considering the you know emotional kind of roller coaster he's probably had in the you know last few you know days or hours, I mean that's got to be hard with mm. what he's going on. So I hope you know if anybody's gonna be the hero in in my mind tomorrow. I know it's, again it's probably getting away from the more strategy side of the game, but I just hope for him and what his family's going through that he ends up having, you know, a hundred yard game with, you know, a touchdown and, and just being the difference maker in the game to, to prove, you know, again, how good he is, uh, you know, how he was a first round pick, um, you know, and, and how, you know, and, you know, kind of win it out there, you know, one for his, you know, his brother. Yeah. It'd be ideal. I mean, we've seen some, Great performances from football players throughout the years. Um, you know, somehow, you know, even after personal tragedy, I will always remember, you know, Brett Favre's game after his dad passed away. Um, one of his best nights, Packers getting a huge win. I, I want to say that that was Monday Night Football. It was, um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are these moments where, you you know, you see players – you know, Jordan won the one of his titles on Father's Day after losing his dad. Like, you know, there, there's something to be said for, I think, just the motivation that you end up with after a tragedy. So I'm sure that, you know, Corey will be ready to go, um, even if it's with a heavy heart. So if he's able to have a big game for us, I, I can't imagine anything better than that. Right. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, no, I think it'll be emotional and, you know, it'd be great to get the win out for his brother, you know. Yeah, it'd be ideal. Um, I don't really know if there's been anything new threads wise, but I know we've seen some more, uh, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like somehow fanatics knows when we're not scouting or shopping and then they, that's when they rev up the sales. Yeah, I know. Uh, so now that we're moving on to threads, uh, <laughs> there was a 30% coupon at fanatics today. It was, uh, kind of heartbreaking not to try to pick it up. I was telling my wife that, you know, I, I had my cart loaded up. I was logged in. Ready to know. go. It's as close as it gets. Yeah, I had a, I even threw in a dog toy for Ozzy in there. Um, it was it was I was ready to go, but uh, I had a feeling that I was gonna have to do some other spending. And you know, like I said, uh, I I got so many shirts. I, I mean, I still have a white shirt. I still haven't even worn this season. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna chill out. But yeah, now I think they definitely have some sort of like voodoo magic magic where they're like, yeah, these guys can't buy anything. Let's throw out a good coupon. <laughs> something. There's something. There's some kind of conspiracy for sure that we've yet to officially uncover. Um, I, I do hope we get uh, a white jersey game soon though, because you've got a white shirt you haven't worn yet. And then I did finally get the the white. Henry players tee in the mail. Um, and it looks really sharp. The detail is pretty, pretty impressive for it being just a shirt. So that'll be the ideal thing to rock next time. We got those white jerseys going. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm, you know, I kind of like how they're really doing that. That's definitely a change up for the first time offering the, 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 the player t-shirts like that in white. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, so, so I, I know we're both rolling with the Titans pants tomorrow. What, uh, would we decide on the shirt? Are we going to, you know, knock it out both Tannehill or do you, should we do Tannehill Henry? What are you, what are you thinking? 
it's like how do you answer that you know i don't know because <laughs> you know it, i wouldn't be shocked if if tanny and shaka are listening right now and so if we decide with one or not the other i just wouldn't want to wouldn't want to make anyone upset there i i don't know i think it'd be cool for us to 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 rock both of them um we're, we're gonna need a big game from both no matter what so you know we'll we'll have uh some epic uh pants going of course um but I, I think we might as well represent both guys. All right. I can I can go with Henry's shirt. Uh as long as he doesn't hold it against me that I said he was gonna have like a okay game. <laughs> and then where is Look, shirt. man, if he does, you're not getting any help from me. Any help from me. I'll be like, hey Shaka, just so we're clear, that was him, not me. <laughs> He's like, yeah, let me test my stiff arm on him. <laughs> yeah, here, come here, help me practice. Over here, Ruben, over here. No, I like it. I think it'll be good. Uh, and, and and since we're on that topic, uh, Titans will be in all Navy tomorrow night, which will be uh, – it's, it's it's a sharp look. I mean, I think it's it's probably one of our, our better combinations. Um, so excited to see that go down. Yeah, we had it listed as one of our favorites, so mm-hmm. uh, I think it looks so sharp, and it looks kind of menacing. I don't know why. I always yeah. get that feeling when I look at it. So, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to be in All-Navy tomorrow. That's um, a good word for it. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what the Colts are sporting. I hope they're sporting the white Doesn't matter. jerseys. Doesn't matter. Uh, as, uh, I, I just love like when they're white and we're like All-Navy blue like that. It just yeah. looks tough. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, it's going to be a good game. I'll definitely sport – uh, I don't know which pants I'm going to wear. Probably the ones that from last year, uh, the edition they had last year, because I really like those. So I'll probably wear those and then the Shaka shirts, since I, I'm pretty sure you're wearing Tannehill's. So uh, I'll wear Shaka's and, and the pants. And then uh, I think that'll be a good look for tomorrow. And then my visor, most likely, because I'm just in love with those this season. I don't know why. Uh, and then uh, I might sport my shoes tomorrow. I thought that would be a nice touch to everything. Yeah, Absolutely. Every so, uh, every detail counts, Ruben. Might as well put those <laughs> shoes to use. I had actually been, uh, you know, for the exception of the Bills games, the only game I actually wore shoes because I, I wore the shoes when I got them that for that game. Uh, so I hadn't worn them since then. I normally am kind of, you know, barefoot around the house, you know, running around. So yeah, I'll definitely put the shoes on tomorrow to just kind of represent and you know be ready to go, man. And uh. I got, then I'll have to figure out which cup I'm going to use tomorrow. I got a lot of decisions to make. See, it's all these little things before people get here. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I'll have I'll have the the shirt for Tanny going, and then I'll have the this season's joggers on. So, and it's actually perfect because I've got the hand warmer because I'm such a nerd. So it'll right. be the the perfect ideal quarterback look um, to support Tanny in our efforts to take down the Colts. <laughs> and, it's funny because it's going to be a nice day there in Nashville. <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's still it's still weird because we're like barely hitting 50 degrees where I'm at, and I know it's been a little bit cooler, uh, certainly cooler than that somehow in Phoenix. So, yeah, weird, weird, weird turnaround with the weather right now. Yeah, no, definitely. So, no, I'm, I'm still ready for tomorrow. Uh, I hope you enjoy watching the game. Uh, I'll definitely be watching it with my neighbors, which is always a lot of fun. I really appreciate their energy and support. Um, I hand out all, because, you know, I have so many Titans glasses, I hand them all out to them and they all, you know, kind of carry them with pride and sort of become honorary Titans fans while we're watching the game. So I couldn't ask for a better crowd to kind of sit back and enjoy other than watching a game with you, which really sucks that we haven't been able to do that this season. So, 
Not just yet. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll yeah. get there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, appreciate those neighbors stepping up. Um, my neighbors are just kind of forced to experience it with me because I'm so loud. <laughs> so whether whether or not they know what's going on or care or are alarmed or care, I don't know. But it doesn't matter. So there'll be there'll be plenty of uh, noise made for the Titans here in Portland. Well, well they're for a surprise because you'll be doing it later at night than probably early Sunday morning. You know, <laughs> yeah, they'll pro- they'll pro- they'll probably think it's like a confirmed Tourette's issue since it's a Thursday. <laughs> And and they're just not accustomed to it that late in the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I think this was a I'm trying to think. Any anything else we haven't gotten to? I feel like we I feel like we touched on I think a lot. it's all covered, man. I think we laid it all out there. Um, went over the uh great win, you know, over the Bears and you know, now again a, a season changing game on a Thursday night against the Colts. So uh it's all out there. Um Unfortunately, I didn't have anything on and then just complaining that there's a coupon today, but <laughs> that's all right. That's still coverage. <laughs> yeah. Complaining. I mean, you can pick any news network nowadays. Complaining is coverage. That's how that works. Yeah. So. Oh, I, we'll I forgot. It. I was going to mention this to you. So uh, now that I got the bar in, um, you know, I need coasters. So now I have an excuse to buy those mm-hmm. metal t- Tennessee Titans coasters that are on Fanatics. I don't know if you've seen them. Um, they're really sweet because they are in metal. Yeah. So now I have the green light to buy those because my wife told me you really need coasters. Perfect. So I was like, all right, I got them, I got them lined up. <laughs> I mean, from what I hear, it is all about those green lights. In <laughs> so if you do have it, I suggest you take it while you yes, can. Sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, though. It'll be a it'll be a perfect addition. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, it's been great. I mean, I think I think it was awesome that we got to do this earlier in the week. Um, made a great call out that it, it's usually a little, little more on point when we get to actually talk about you know the games uh, in this way where we can recap one and look at the next. So I'm glad we got this in. Um, already a great year of Titans football. I think we're we're, I think we're honestly about to see an even better stretch coming up here. So it all, it all starts tomorrow night. Yeah, no, I think this is this is our this is our opportunity to seize the season, and I think Vrabel's going to have them ready, and it's going to probably be one of the toughest games we'll have all year. So we'll tighten up and pull out the win. Let's go get it, folks. Tighten up. Tighten up. All right, man. 